Last week, Woman Podcast celebrated our one-year anniversary at the Bookworm in Beijing. We appreciate the world guests to join us for this special moment. For the listeners who cannot attend the event in person, we taped this live episode to share it with you. Hope you enjoy it. You can find the pictures and highlights about the event on RadioChina.com and the Woman Podcast Twitter account at Woman Underscore Podcast. Thank you. Enjoy. And we're really delighted to be joined by the two hosts and leading lights of the podcast, Jing Jing and Ya Jun. Hi guys. <laughs> Uh, so I thought what we're going to do first is talk a little bit about, I'm going to ask some questions and we're going to talk a little bit about the podcast itself and then we'll open the floor to some questions and then afterwards we'll have some time for more informal conversation and discussion um, here as well with some refreshments which is always fun. <laughs> but I thought maybe I could start off first um, by asking Yajun and Jing Jing and maybe we'll start with Jing Jing. Where did the idea for the podcast come from and, and what was at least... And, and you know maybe you both maybe you two have different um, ideas behind this, but what was your inspiration for coming up with a podcast and for deciding to do this? Okay, um, <laughs> thank you, Jeremiah. Um, I think before I answer the questions, I really wanted to thank everyone who is coming here today. Um, some of them. It's such a raining day. <laughs> is actually uh, yeah it, exactly. So um, because we've been doing this for a while and we never had a chance to. Meet with um, the you, uh, the listeners, and also I don't know. Maybe some of the listeners has been listening to our podcast for a while. Some of them maybe new listeners. So um, we just really wanted to thank everyone for coming today uh, and then spend the time with us. Thank you. Really appreciate everyone to be here, and uh, we also want to um, thank. Where's Jake? Hi. Also, I want to thank Radii to help us to host our podcast and to help us to launch this one year anniversary. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So go back to Jeremiah's question. Um, so I studied radio journalism when I was in university, um, and then I always like had a special connection with doing a program on the air. Um, but then over the years after I graduated, you know, I got a job, and then that sort of like. It faded away into the background, um, but it's sort of always like in the back of my mind. You know, would it be would it be so fun to doing a program again on radio? But obviously, the radio's been faded away, and now is the the podcast age. Yeah. So for me, actually, I thought about this idea doing a podcast for about a few years, actually, um, because I'm a podcast listener and I love this American life, and that's my ultimate goal. But because I have a full-time job, sometimes I need to work like 60 or 70 hours each week. <laughs> so that's why I don't have time to do all of the editing, all of that. So I chose the easy way, uh, which is to work with Jingjing and to have interaction, to have interviews with our interviewees. So to listen to their story, personal story, and to find out what they think about certain topics. Yeah. There's a hidden reason that why Yajin also wanted to pop to podcast, so she needs a little bit of prompt. Another thing, another reason that we really want to do this podcast because we feel there's a voice is missing when people talk about China. I mean, I worked for foreign media for four years, and there are a lot of amazing reporters who have done great job covering China. 
but we feels like you know even though there's a lot of podcasts about China, but most of the time it's hosted by uh, male, uh, white male. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oftentimes middle-aged white male. Actually, I'm really happy because you know Jeremiah, the, the token white man. Normally we are the token Chinese. Woman in the panel, so yeah. I'm the diversity. <laughs> yes, thank you for adding diversity. Yeah, and I think for me, additional reason that why we wanted to do this podcast is um, like we have a full-time job, so life moves very fast, and uh, it sometimes it's difficult to take a pause and then reflect, and then just to really learn about people's lives, what's going on, um, and I'm really love talking to people and learning about people's stories. And I guess this is probably a um, sort of like a selfish reason for me to go talk to people in a you know, not so creepy way <laughs> when I ask people to you know, join us and to be the guest. Yeah, I think that's very interesting experience because I mean, a lot of our interviewees, they are our friends. And for example, like Annie. <laughs> and we know each other for few years or even longer sometimes mm -hmm. but somehow when we put them into the studio or put them in front of the, the microphone and people start to talk about their personal life and suddenly we feel like oh even though we have been friends for years but this person has this part of the story I have no idea and it's beautiful and it's lovely you know it's interesting given how busy you both are and wanting to do this podcast it seems like you've also added an extra degree of difficulty in doing this because, of course, you're doing a podcast in your second language. Mm -hmm. And so right. I, I guess I'm curious, I think a lot of us are, how do you manage to produce a podcast like this on such a regular basis while maintaining, of course, a busy schedule? And I guess the part of that, too, is, is what was behind the decision to do a podcast in English as opposed to doing a podcast in Chinese? So um, the first part of the questions how can we make time? We really, <laughs> we really we struggle to make time. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, we really struggle to make time. But I think that's also the good thing of doing this with someone that you really respect and trust, um, because we are a team and we have a lot of commitment to each other, right. um, and we hate to let each other down. So every time that we have a difficult like rough period of time when we're like extremely busy when like Yajun and I were actually you know traveling to the US at the same time but we never like managed to see each other because it's just yeah we're just all over the place but I think with you know a, doing it with a great friend uh, really really helped. Yeah the other day I was in a panel um, and among a lot of uh, Beijing based podcaster and a lot of people ask you know how can we start a podcast? Because I, I guess a lot of people want to do podcasts. Um, I think one thing, you know, is a privilege, it's a luxury. If you can find somebody that you know really well, that you really trust, and then you can work together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really, really a privilege because you can trust each other, you can work with each other, you can yell at each other sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you work with a, you know, a new partner, that's something um, takes forever to build that kind of trust. Yeah, yeah for sure. Answering Jeremiah's second question about the language, <laughs> actually it took us a while to think about you know, which language we should go with. 
Um, we thought about Chinese and thought about English. Maybe Jingjing has more take on this. Um, personally, we eventually chose English because like I mentioned, I feel like there's a strong voice that's missing, uh, a perspective from Chinese um, native, um, particularly from a Chinese woman. Because we feel like we can see things, particularly see China from the female perspective. That's something you know, we can really offer. And another thing on top of that, you know, with the English language, I don't think the garment will listen to every single one of them. <laughs> that gives us a lot of freedom to talk about you know, whatever we want to talk about. So yeah. Yeah, and also um, I, we've actually mentioned this on, on one of our podcasts. Like Adriana and I were born in the 80s and we were actually born in the generation where we see so much has happened in China in the, you know, however long that we lived. And we also see the different generations gap and then how generation different from each other. And we thought, you know, we actually grew up and met with a lot of amazing people in our generation. And their voice, um, we, we felt, was underrepresented, um, you know, right now in the Western society. So that's, you know, just to add on what Yajun says, that we really want to uh, bring that voice uh, through our, our connection, through our channels, and then to talk about how amazing, like, the, you know, young generation of Chinese people are, um, you know, just to offer different perspective. Yeah, one thing I want to uh, emphasize is that, you know, woman, if you look at name, it's about a woman, definitely. But it's not only about woman issue. Actually, what we want to do is to offer uh, a female perspective on China. So if you look at one of our episodes, we cover you know, um, gender issue, we cover about women topic, but at the same time, we also cover a lot of interesting topic about China, but definitely from you know, female perspective. Yeah, that's um, something you know, maybe people, when they look at name, they didn't expect that. You talked a lot about working together, and I think that's great. It's always good to find somebody who can really share the burdens of any kind of project. But aren't there times when you two like drive each other nuts? <laughs> of course, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, there were uh, there was a time that I really wanted to say like, yeah, Jun, like let's just make it the last episode of Woman. No, I'm joking. Um, I mean, actually. <laughs> Actually, before we were start doing this, um, it, it did cross my mind because Yajun is my best friend, um, and I was seriously thinking about: Do I really want to do this with my best friend? With the there's a potential risk of my bring frictions and you know damage our relation, our friendship. Um, but then, actually, to my surprise, that. <laughs> We Why are you surprised? We're still friends. <laughs> Luckily, I do today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, both Jingjing and I, we have a very strong personality. So that's why we have a lot of to say. We are judgmental. We are very opinionated. So, in terms, you know, work, uh, we can be difficult. Um, so, and on top of that, you know, we are control freak. Uh, so that's why at the beginning it was a Speak little. Speak for yourself. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> so at the beginning. Like you're hearing the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember the, the first episode was the most difficult one, and mm -hmm. we both of us have a lot of ideas, and we treat this podcast as our baby. So we have so many ideas, we don't necessarily agree with each other. I remember once, uh, one day, Jingjing, I, I sent a, like an introduction to Jingjing, and somehow she just added everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I got out, I was like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> and then I, I, I pick up the phone, and we'll I, I think we'll talk about it just we immediately. It. Yeah. And we debated about it. But you know, after that, I feel really good about it, because I feel like our friendship went to another level. Mm -hmm. That means we can really trust each other and speak out whatever we, we think about things. And after that, we can still work together you know, on a podcast. That's really amazing. After one year, I mean, you've, it's, uh, you've hosted so many episodes already. You've had so many great guests, many of whom are friends of yours. But is there an episode that really stands out as being uh, memorable or, or one that you had the most fun doing? Or perhaps, maybe to throw another <laughs> question in there, is there one that you're really particularly proud of? Like, wow, that's, that's really kind of captured the spirit of what we were trying to accomplish when we when we came up with this idea. Okay, I'll start. Um, then Jinjin can talk about her memorable uh, episode. For me, uh, I think my the most difficult editorial decision was on the sexual consent episode. Uh, for the people who haven't listened to it, so this episode is uh, about uh, a recent scandal in the foreign correspondent community. So um, the former president of uh, Foreign Correspondent Club of China was accused of a sexual assault uh, by another reporter. So this is a big major uh, issue among the foreign correspondent community in China, in Beijing at least. And uh, it also split the whole community into two parts. Uh, mostly, you know, a lot of uh, men think it's one way, it's not, it's not, not necessarily uh, sexual assault because they feel like, okay, maybe the female reporter consent on you know, the sexual engagement, but a lot of female correspondents totally disagree with that. So yeah, that attracts a lot of attention and the lead to the election of a new board of FCCC. Um, so for us, um, because I came from a foreign media background, and at that moment it was like you know it was such a big topic, and Jing Jing and I were talking about you know whether we should do something about this mm -hmm. topic. Um, at the end we did, and uh, there was a lot of difficulties to find people to talk on the um, on the record um, because it's such a sensitive topic. But at the end, thankfully we have Yang Yuan who is a foreign correspondent. Of Financial Times, who came and explained, not based on the details of the case because nobody knows what happened, but based on her experience of offering sexual consent workshop in her college. So we pretty much focusing on this angle, talking about what can be considered as sexual consent, what can be not. So yeah, and after that, you know, to be honest, I was really nervous because I have no idea how people will respond to that. You know, people may say that, oh, whatever you said was bullshit, we're very biased. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, um, people's response was quite good. Uh, they said, oh, I learned so much about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
not only from the female perspective, but also some male correspondent also came to me saying that, oh, that was a good episode. You know, that's uh, a great contribution to the whole discussion. So personally, I think that's exactly what we want to do. We want to provide or elaborate, you know, uh, the background, the knowledge, the information about certain topic, not giving a judgment about what is right or wrong, but try to provide more background about certain topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, also going back to your question, and I think that's that episode um, was definitely the most memorable one and the most difficult one because that at the first time, for the very first time that I feel we actually carry so much responsibility of sharing our opinion and also how our opinion may have an impact on the community and how people take this. Um, and we also thought that's also when, you know, being Chinese women take, you know, play a part in this um, because that we actually can share a lot of experience that based on our own experience growing up uh, as a Chinese woman and how does it make us feel because there's we also learn so much about how people perceive about this based on their background, based on the education that they've received, which is also a very eye-opening experience for myself. So that was definitely the most memorable one. Yeah. I, I know that we're quite fortunate too because we actually have several of your guests here to, tonight, right? This <laughs> afternoon, right? Yes. <laughs> Did you want to take a moment to maybe uh, introduce some of your special guests who joined you <laughs> on your journey this year? Yeah, we're actually very um, honored to have two of our guests here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, two of the guests and guess. another one and a half because that's the, the husband of one of our, our, our previous guests. <laughs> <laughs> so half of the guests. So um, that we have here Annie Huang, uh, who joined us on the um, episode we're talking about the young generation of Chinese women traveling. So she talked about her experience uh, going to climb the like, high altitude climbing. Uh, so what was the highest mountain that you climbed and what was the, the altitude for that? It's called, um, it's called Manasu in Nepal. So it's probably, I think it's the eighth or sixth uh, highest mountain in the world. 8,300 ish. Mm. And she almost got killed by the avalanche. So very happy <laughs> yes, to have so you that's, here. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a, a early episode, I think. Like, you know, the, the, yes, it was a very early episode. So we want to talk about, you know, how Chinese people travel, you know, particularly most of people think about travel, Chinese people travel is like big busload of, you know, Lao Tai Tai. Yeah, but at the same time, we have people like Annie. Uh, actually, when we taped that episode, she, uh, she hasn't uh, climbed her highest uh, mountain yet. And then two months later, she went. To, she hiked the, the the mountain, which was about over eight thousand, right? Over eight thousand meters. And she talked about her bathroom experience, all of that. It's quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> if anybody is interested in high altitude uh, climbing, feel free to talk to Annie. Yeah. We also have another guest, uh, Gu Xi. Uh, if anybody listened to that episode, it would definitely. 
definitely really impressed. Um, <laughs> Gucci is the founder of a Tacky Cat. Uh, if you haven't, you know, look it up, please do. It's amazing. It's a uh, community try to teach Chinese women how to code, how to program, mm -hmm. right? Or like teaching women to code, right? Not particularly to Chinese women. Yeah, yeah women. Yeah, yeah women to code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I talk about her story a lot to um, whoever I run into, you know, people <coughs> talk about, oh, what's the young Chinese girls, what Chinese people, um, life is. I always use uh, Gucci <laughs> as an example because, you know, she's amazing. Can, can I yeah. talk about your age? <laughs> I know you're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Gucci started, uh, founded the Tacky Cat when she's 18 years old. And she had been running that program for four years. Yeah, so right now she's 22 and she had been running that program forever. And she traveled all over the world to see how international uh, tech community operate. And she has a ton of the experience. She just um, organized like a five, 500? 800. 800 people conference by herself and a bunch of volunteers. If you know, want to know anything about tech, please feel free to talk to her. <laughs> and as we were just talking though, we have our third guest walking in, which is the episode that's in the makings, Kaijing uh, uh, sitting there. Um, so we invited her to talk about her experience as, um, as a new mom. And then there's a particular period of time after you give birth in China, it's called sitting months, so that she's share, very kindly to share her experience of you know, debating what's the, you know, like the, find the balance between the, the Western and then the Chinese way of, of soyuz, and then came up her, her own recipe for that. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, stay yeah. tuned for that. <laughs> so I have to ask, this is one year in, and this is, it's an amazing accomplishment. There's a lot of podcasts that start and then they fade away, but this is something that, you know, you both have worked really hard at. But I guess I have to ask, what's the plan for the second year? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Uh, I think personally for me, I feel like it's already a amazing experience working on this for a year. I didn't. If you asked me a year ago, I didn't, I wouldn't expect to have an event like this and have you guys coming here to listen to us talking. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really amazing. So uh, for the future, on one hand, I think we'll continue to do what we have been doing. You know, find people, whoever want to share their personal story. To be honest, I, I don't believe in interviewing huge stars. I mean. Huge stars definitely attract a lot of traffic, but I believe in every single person has their own story. It's just, if you haven't talked to anybody, if you haven't reported that, that means you haven't found it out. But I believe that each individual has their you know, shining point. So to be honest, there's so many episodes we haven't done yet. One of them, you know, I have been talking to Jing Jing for a long time, it's about, for example, like how people take subway. I, I talked to Jake a little bit. Um, how Chinese people take subway. It's such a small part of your daily life, but it's amazing, you know. I heard my friend told me that, oh, you know, I always stand by the door and find a particular angle. As soon as the door opens, I just rush in and find a spot and nobody can bother me for the rest of 20, 20 or 30 minutes. You know, I, I like story like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we 
should, we should really do this because Yajin has been talking about this episode since day one, and I was like, so Yajin, I'm not quite sure if that if that's the, you know the first episode that we want people to hear about how Chinese Beijing people take transportation. We should we should definitely do it. But it's a, it's amazing. I mean, if anybody here have any you know amazing subway story, let me know. I would love to interview you. Send, send to her away. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you see the WeChat here, uh, Women Podcast One Year Anniversary WeChat Group, please scan it, and then you can join to our group. It's going to be a group that we would love to communicate with everyone. I mean, uh, over the last year, it was amazing. People send out feedback, and people you know discuss with us. But I would love to you know form this small community, and you know if anybody wants to share their story. Want to be interviewed, and or have any um, perspective or feedback on certain episode, please, please let us know. We would love to hear you in, in the WeChat group and discuss with the others. Uh, at the same time, if you have uh, any idea what you want to join the editorial <laughs> group, <laughs> let us know. We would love to, you know, embrace any new blood in the team and you know to bring in more stories or. You know anything more resources yeah 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 absolutely and um for me is uh, the, you know i can't believe it's been a year <laughs> <laughs> and whenever i think about it at the beginning i was like yeah june do you think really people would want to listen to us talking <laughs> I, I didn't think so either <laughs> and then we were really we're we're really encouraged by the feedback that we have received and um all the positive feedback whether it's someone just across the world, um, or a 17-year-old high school girl um, that's in Colorado, we've received so much positive feedback, and that was the the reason that kept us going. Apart from you know each other, um, so so what we really wanted to do, as Yajin said, the reason that we want to host this event is. Um, to welcome people to give us your uh, to share your ideas, uh, that we really wanted to uh, include your voices into the podcast because we feel like the podcast is not just us; mm -hmm. it's it's everyone's. Right. So um, that we just wanted to help um, everyone who has great ideas to to get their voice heard. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think it might be a good time to open up the floor to some questions. So we'll turn to you. We have some time for some questions from the uh, from the audience. They usually ask the questions. This is a good time to turn it around. <laughs> um, I was just wondering. I don't know which platform you are using. Uh, do you have feedback on who is your audience? Who is your listener? Uh, those kind of things. Like um, was not there at the beginning. Maybe you already get that information. But can you can you know who is your typical listener? Um, so uh, we to answer the, the, the platform. So uh, one of our podcasts is on Radii. Uh, later, uh, Jake, the, the editor from Radii, will give us some introduction about this website and talking about you know what Radii has been doing. And this event is also you know we co-host with the Radii. Uh, that's where uh, we put all of our episode. And at the same time, you can find our podcast on, on iTunes. Uh, and feel free to give it to, to rate it. It will help us. <laughs> <laughs> we only want five star ratings. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of audience, um, actually, I think you know it has been changing over the years. 
at beginning, to be honest, Junior and I, we want to uh, host a podcast not only for, for you know, expats or foreigners, listeners, but also for people like us, you know, uh, we can talk about a lot of interesting stories like our personal experience who can uh, relate to. Um, our first few episodes about women issues, you know, serial entrepreneur, um, I think it's people around us. But gradually we feel like if you look at the you know, statistics, you'll figure out that you know, most of our listeners coming from overseas, mm-hmm. I think these days. Uh, U.S. is a major location of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, so that does have a certain impact to our content because gradually we try to explore more, uh, explain more. For example, certain things are quite um, easy to understand if you live in China. But if you live in Colorado, for example, you know, you require some explanation, simple things in Beijing, but you know, not necessarily um, easily to understand in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no addition. I think that's a perfect <laughs> answer. <laughs> So have you ever thought about making it um, beyond a podcast? Because now I think about this, I think it's, it has great potential because um, I highly agree with you on, I feel like the voices of China's, uh, Chinese women has been lacking in general. I feel like people, the world doesn't know about us. The world thinks we don't speak English, the world probably thinks we take selfies every day. <laughs> we do that too. We do that too. Yeah, June and I sort of like discussing a lot. Um, I think there, are, we, to answer your question, we definitely wanted to do more, um, and we definitely are encouraged by the, the the feedback and also your your wonderful suggestion. And I think right now we, it's it's a little bit challenging because both of us have full time jobs and this is just our hobby um, that we wanted to you know you know, commit our time into, but maybe in the future, uh, when we when we have sufficient funds, you know, we can, we don't yeah. need to a full-time job. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. you know, for example, like at the beginning of this year, we talk about, you know, what else we can do about our podcast, you know, I was thinking about, oh, I should write more. Like, I totally agree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. podcast is, it's a very, very uh, awesome, Format if you want to explain something in in, in um, great in depth, um, yeah. But if you want to circulate to other people, it can be really difficult. Um, so we were talking, we were thinking about maybe we should write a small articles based on each episode. Um, at the end, it didn't, we, we couldn't carry out this plan. Is pretty much because of time, because of how much resources we have, how much energy we have. We're also thinking about maybe in the future we can make some short videos. Mm. Um, yeah, that, you know, once again, it's the time and energy issue. So that's why, you know, 
once again, join the WeChat group. And if you have any ideas and want to share with us and want to work together, let us know. Yeah, we're very open to that. You know, we would love to see there's more video, more articles about Chinese women. You know, uh, we have an awesome daily life, but a lot, like, like you said, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious. In general, when do you record your program in the morning, in the evening, or it totally depends on your mood? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. Okay. <laughs> um, normally, that because we have a full-time job, so normally that we do it over the weekend, or we took the precious time of of Yajun and Jeremiah's Friday evening, <laughs> and um, you know, because we have a we have our a, a sort of home studio um, that's situated at Yajun's place. Um, it's, it's really not a studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a room that turned into a studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but whatever that we find time, that both of us have time and also our guests have time. Yeah. What I can tell you is that the editing tends to happen very late. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I hadn't appreciated before. Um, yeah, I was about to say you got to give some background. <laughs> Who the hell is this <laughs> So yeah, I haven't actually appreciated because I've done a podcast myself, obviously, how long it takes to edit a podcast. I mean, there are some that require more editing for various reasons. Maybe they're too long or there's a lot of, maybe a little bit too much laughter sometimes in this yeah. But even a very smooth one where it's basically one take requires a lot of chopping and, and cutting little bits out. And that takes a long time. And what I'll often hear on an evening quite late at night, because Yajun's the same, they're very busy during the day, um, you'll hear like the same loop of laughter like 15 times <laughs> uh, until it's got the specific bit that needs to be cut out. And you'll hear the same sentence 15 times in a row. So, that kind of is a bit of a window on why it's such a time investment because not only do they have to decide what they want to talk about, who they want to discuss it with, then there's all that effort that goes on the back end once they've recorded it to, to get it edited out for, for every Friday. Did, did it ever occur to you that I did it just to wind you up, not because I was just doing it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, has the censorship affected your work at all? Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Okay, I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, I don't think we're that important yet. <laughs> yeah, actually, like I mentioned earlier, the, the reason that... That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, like, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, the reason that we want to choose English as our podcast language is because, you know, if you use Chinese, the algorithm of a lot of platforms can automatically just cut it out. For example, recently we have a, um, a colleague, uh, she has her own podcast. Uh, she tried to do this uh, short episode about uh, child abuse and sexual harassment in, in one episode. And then because of the sexual harassment part, uh, the platform Simalaya didn't approve that. So she has to cut it out in order to upload it online. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think the editor from Simalaya just you know listen to all of the podcasts. Yeah, the algorithm can can just cut it out, you know, pick it out, and you know doesn't approve uh, approve it. But for ours is English, so uh, so far we haven't had any problem. But who knows, you know. 
So maybe after this, I don't know, cross fingers. Um, so one of the things I'm sure you guys um, like focus a lot on is the unique set of challenges facing you know, like a woman from a 17 year high school from Colorado versus you know, like people in Beijing, women in Beijing, or Chinese women in Beijing. Right? Um, what about you know, the role of like, say, subaltern women, especially the hundreds of millions of women in China who are not only poor, minority, and also women, so like the triple, the mm -hmm. triple crowd kind of, right? You know, what are your vision or your plans in addressing or giving them a voice, especially through your podcast? Because you guys have a unique chance to. I think that's a really good question, and also yeah, Jenna and I were um, we discussed a lot about this, and I think that's also one of the key takeaways that we, uh, one of the, the learnings that we got from doing this podcast is how privileged that we are, how, you know, being received education and then you know uh, living in big cities, and how how ignorant that we could be because that the background that we have. Um, not knowing there's a lot of a lot of people that doesn't enjoy the same level of resources that we had I think if we we would definitely wanted to um, wanted to do more and to get different people's voice uh, or people who know those people's lives can share their stories with us uh, we recently had a uh, you know a, a great guest of uh, also a female female Chinese writer called Zhang Lijia, and then she was on the episode talking about her experience, uh, where she wrote a book about Chinese prostitution or sex workers, and then that's a great story for us because that it, if it wasn't because of her, we would never really be able to know or get a sense on what was the life was like mm. uh, for sex sex workers in, in China. So I think maybe through that channel that we could give a lot of more opportunities for this kind of stories to be heard. And from my perspective, I mean, I came from reporter uh, journalism background. I feel like when I was a reporter, I can talk to different levels, what people with a very different social status. One day I can go to the farm and talk to some peasant. And the next day, I may go to interview some minister of culture, whatever. Um, so that at that moment, I feel like that's my route, that's my perception, that's my understanding of China. So it's you know it, it was on so many different levels. But then I moved to the dark side, working in the communication <laughs> industry. Um, so the people around me are like pretty much like us, you know. Uh, well-educated international elite of the society. So that's why I feel like quite lost of that route. Yeah, and my, my only understanding of China coming from my daily engagement with my client or my, um, or my colleagues, uh, the people who have the privilege um, to live in the richest city in China. So that's why I feel like I was quite lost for a long time. And then we started this podcast. I mean, it's still limit what we can talk about because the people that we can interview, because of the language, you know, for example, like people like uh, Annie or Guxi, they're very well educated, international, uh, because of, you know, that's why they are able to <laughs> speak English, be an interview in English. However, you know, we, we try as much as we can. Um, Jinjin just mentioned one episode. There was another episode that we talked to uh, a lady, Xiaoqin. We call her Xiaoqinjie. And she came from rural back background. And she's a military officer. And at the same time, she's a femi feminism, feminist 
and she gave us a very different perspective about from rural pers uh, from the rural area how they think about uh, feminism. You know, what's the key issue that you know Jingjing and I may never heard about. Um, so I think you know we're trying our best to reach out to that part. Um, that's why I, I was talking about you know I, I want to talk about people's daily life, not only about the, the, the big star, the famous people, but more about you know um, the migrant worker in Beijing or whatever, as long as we can get access to that. Yeah. And please send your ideas to us if you know anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, and we have a contributor there. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe now might be a. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, so do you think like the troubles facing these women are mainly like materialist in the sense, you know, this is like an idea of institutional and economic problem that once uh, economic conditions uh, like feminist issues will also, uh, uh, you know, uh, be better, right? Or do you think this is some sort of like cultural and the economical is definitely a, a huge reason yeah, behind that and I think um, you know if you didn't have the same level of education that then it's very difficult to you know uh, to to get your voice heard yeah I mean for example like um, Recently, we talk about Me Too campaigns all over the place. Every single media has to write a piece about Me Too, right? But you know, the other day I was talking about this with a friend. She said, you know, it's still the same group of people's voice to be heard. You know, there's still like the the, the group, the the rural, the Sanwu or whatever. You know, group of people, their voice never get heard. Um, I think going back to your questions. Uh, I think material, you know, this kind of lacking is one issue, but compared with before, actually, you know, in terms of the economy, there, the, the, the financial situation has been much improved. But I think compared with, let's say, two, three, four decades ago, they have a new challenge. So maybe their life standard is um, somehow improved. But at the same time, the, the society is changing. The urbanization has transformed the whole China. If you look at like the, in the rural area, a lot of migrant workers, uh, the husband, go to work in a, a lot of uh, uh, coast area, like mm -hmm. in Shenzhen, in Guangzhou. So we say, you know, um, you left, mean, left behind. Sorry, the left women left behind. behind. Yeah, left behind uh, women, and there, uh, if you look at certain statistics their uh, suicidal rate is really high. And also sexual harassment in that, for that group is really high. And even worse than before. Mm -hmm. Because, um, yeah, because the, the society has been changing and they face a new challenge. Maybe their parents' generation that never been through. Yeah, but you know, there's a certain uh, research on that. If you're interested, yeah, you can look it up. It's, it's very interesting, yeah. So I Let's uh, one more question, and then I think we'll in, we'll have uh, Jake from Radii come up and talk a little bit as well. And uh, I guess the last question will go to uh, the gentleman over there in the white baseball hat. <laughs> wow. <Whoa. Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of your podcasts have, have, have touched on gender politics, but I'm wondering if it's time yet to talk about women's participation in politics per se. Uh, 
can you do that? Do you want to do that? How might you do it? <laughs> I think participation uh, in politics in China uh, is now something that we can decide. Uh, when people, when my friend uh, really said about Trump being elected, uh, I was telling them that at least you have the right to vote, right? So we don't have that in China. There's very limit we can do how to get involved in even get involved, not mm. talking about being elected or whatever, or participate. Getting involved into politics is really, really difficult. Going going back to your topic about whether there should be more female, I mean, I would love to see that if there's a more female politician. I don't know whether they can really have an impact now on politics, um, but you know, at least you know. There, I would love to see if there's a trend about female voice get heard, uh, or possibly you know get represented by, by more female politicians. I, I feel like we need to take a step-by-step -step approach. Um, probably now to think about gender in polit well, politics is you know is up there, but we're we're down here. So I think from my perspective, from my individual perspective, I I I feel women's voice should be better represented in the society and women especially Chinese women should be more involved in the day-to-day -day conversations it doesn't have to be politics it has it can be anything and if there's more women participate in discussions big or small important or trivial then there's more possibilities for to have an impact on the current structure, the current layout, and the current narrative of the discussion. So I feel, I really hope that we are contributing to a very, very small part of this um, by joining it, by inviting people to joining it, and there will be more, um, maybe the next generation, or the next <laughs> generations. <laughs>
and he's also our CTO helping us with our technology stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't want to have that title because he thinks our tech is suck, sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck, but I did. Okay, that's not all. Anyway, let's continue this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Woman. If you have any feedback, write to us at Woman Podcast W O M E N Podcast at Outlook dot com. Thank you.